He was a cop and good at his job, but he committed the ultimate sin and testified against other cops gone bad. Cops that tried to kill him, but got the woman he loved instead. Framed for murder, now he prowls the badlands, an outlaw hunting outlaws, a bounty hunter, a renegade. Welcome back, Ghoul and Goblins. We are ready for Tip Tap 16. You heard that sweet southern twang. You know it's time for some fucking Renegade again. This is the first episode I think we've done, or it's the first time we've returned to a, a show for uh, a second, an encore. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of Renegades, though. Uh, we'll probably do all of them. All I, seven, so I don't know how many five. seasons. Five. Five seasons. Yeah, I could see his doing... Hundred, at least renegades. Yeah. Well, it's just when you have Brandscomb, you just you need to get as much Brandscomb content as you can in. Any successful podcast will tell you more Brandscomb. You know, a lot of people complain about PC and wokeness and all that shit. But here's the thing: <laughs> Brandscomb Richmond, because he was. I don't know what he is. What is he, Griff? Is he Native American? Is I he, think he is. Is he Hawaiian? Is he Hispanic? I think he he's is a man of. of the world. Yeah, he never would have got he, in the eighties. He never did get a shot. He, mm. he was always henchman number one. Yeah, or mostly number two. Mostly, or even and lower. And this show proved that Branscombe. Now, look, can he act? Yeah, he can be lovable. He can. He can just do all the range of emotions. Yeah, he's not just some. Thug people, okay. He's a human being with feelings, and he's like a small small businessman who asked to boss around his best friend to get him to do his job right. And you still sympathize with Branscombe. It's amazing how he fucking just just needles that eye, threads the needle. No, he needles <laughs> someone's <laughs> eye backwards again. With <laughs> I'm at ends wit here. Oh, so there. So when next time anyone goes. God damn woke! I go brands call brands call right. We just I mean I don't know how you calm yourself in horrible situations. Brands comb. That's what I do, and I shower you, my fingers. You over pull my out face. a brands comb, and then you fly through your Sioux Falls. It's, it's got a little etch of his uh, his uh, profile in it as well. That's what right. centers me. It's made of natural wood as well. Of course it is because I believe he's a native. <laughs> He's a man of the world. He's a citizen of the world. <laughs> he is. 
Oh yeah, and Lorenzo Lamas is of course in Renegade. Yeah, as he's well. in it too. I think he's, he. I think he's Renegade. I think he might be Renegade. Oh, he is. So, he's like a Steven Seagal light. I wouldn't go that far. You want to go that far? Steven I've Seagal heard, is like one of the most loathsome human beings who yeah, ever walked the face yeah. of the earth. I've heard this guy is kind of a piece of shit too. But Steven Seagal. People saying that. People are saying okay. that. Okay, and I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest people, the bestest people. Oh, okay. So, like, I I think I watched all this shit Thursday, so I, that's two days. I can't remember. It's two days um, ago. A long I think time it ago. opens. Isn't it cold opening? Like, even before we even get that sweet, sweet twang, we yeah. get this. We get this beautiful cold opening. We go straight to a bar. Winston's bar. Yup. We got a pretty young girl working. She's just cleaning up tables. Trying to, She's trying to get her life together. Just Exactly. She's trying to pull herself fly, this, up by her bootstraps. Right. And this piece of shit named Jeremy. Of course, his name is Jeremy. Every well, Ron. Wait, Ron Jeremy. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna use him as a reference, but his first name's Ron. But he chose the last name Jeremy. Me, so that makes him double evil. Oh yeah, he's like in jail right now. He is in jail right now. So, and so should Jeremy in this this episode because yeah. he uh, he's a crack dealer. He is among a, other things. <laughs> he's a crack dealer, and he, two, he, deal, he deals two cracks. Yeah. The kind you smoke, the kind you poke. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I came up with that right on the spot, too. That's so, oh, I'm back, baby. <laughs> I didn't think I was even going to make it through this episode falling asleep. But oh, my God. So, he's recruiting because he notices this fine, young piece of jailbait. Yep, Shannon. And he's like, hey, baby, I could take you places. And oh, like, yeah. Get away. And then Karen... The waitress you were talking about earlier yep. intervenes. Yep. Said, hey, I'm through with your shit. Get out of here. And he's like, you always want this, baby. Rattle, rattle, rattle. <laughs> he's got a little pile, a couple of rocks in it. And he's like, let's go out back and pop off, girl. And she's just like, Jeremy, fuck off. And Jeremy's like, I can read lips. I'll leave. I'll leave, but I'll be back for that you don't crack need to later. Read the lips. When there's, there's actual audio coming out well, of them. Jeremy's an idiot. That's oh. what we're trying to establish oh, here. God. He's also a crack addict. So wait, he actually doesn't look you like you don't get high. He's just supply. yeah. He just deals. He's yeah. probably doing that speed. Right. And uh, so he fucks off. Yep. And, and we the, cut to our ladies. Two oh five. The bar just closed. Two oh five. Yep. Bar just closed. So they're going to, you know, just walk somewhere. They're walking home. Walking home, apparently. Sharing a, uh, a home. Yeah. And, uh, of course. We just, I thought they were sisters. No, no, no. There's friends. Just friends. This, I think, Karen, she's been, she's seen a lot of shit. She's a crackhead. Well, she's a recovering crackhead, yeah. And so she's taking this young runaway girl under her wing. And, yes. like, I want to save her from her life that she had. Exactly. So, and, uh, like, uh, most kids, uh, Shannon's. I got her head full of these ideas. She wants to be an astronaut. She wants to do this. And she's like, fashion consultant. Yes. Fashion consultant. Meanwhile, they're, they're, it's like, you need to get your fashion together before you start telling other people how to dress. This is true. But so, but she's a kid. She's stupid. Kid, yeah. Karen's going along with it. She's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Maybe we could wear dresses or something. And then out of nowhere, this cloaked figure that, how a hood over his head. The strangest street they're walking on is straight out of Batman and Robin. Blue and green lights. Yeah. No, it was fog red everywhere. And green lights. Red and green lights, excuse me. Or purple and green. Purple and green, red and green, fog everywhere. 
Why are they walking on this foggy road? You don't walk down foggy I don't know, roads. Strobe light. I don't know what's going on. Well, when was the last time you walked down a foggy road? Never. Exactly. So they're asking for it, is what we're saying. <laughs> and they're getting it because <laughs> a figure wearing a cape with a hood up. A yeah, hoodie, I thought it was like oh, a, a fisherman cape. or something. It had like the fisherman Gordon's guard. Fisherman. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> and then attack, and he runs after him. They they start running. And Shannon runs off, and this, this alley, it's just an alley. It's not like, you know, I don't know. I, it, she runs out in this very busy street yep. right in front of our man. Uh, Reno Reigns is his, his his government name. Yeah. But his alias, because he's, uh, he's learned in the opening, he's a renegade. Yes. It's Vincent Black. Vincent Black. And he almost runs her over on his chopper. Yep. Because he's a renegade. But he, he he's a man of the street, so, of course, he gets off. See how she's doing. Sees how she's doing. Gets her up. Dusts her knees off. Karen comes running out of uh, out of the shadow. So I was immediately on high alert. I was like, "Wait, is Karen the cloaked figure?" But then I remembered that Karen was. Was she working with the cloaked figure? Because she wasn't seem she didn't seem that she, bothered at she all. She wasn't distressed at all. She's seen a thing or two in a crack days apparently. And the Shannon's like, "A vampire attacked us!" And then our, they zoom in on Lorenzo, vampire. Yeah, they they just fuck right off. Like Karen right. gets Shannon and walks away, but that's the last thing that rang through uh, the eardrum of Reno Reigns is vampire, and he just whispers it. And again, we're just reading lips, and he's like, "Yeah, that's vampire." I was reading eyes. You were reading. Well, of course, well, uh, you are, read eyes. Uh, and then we, as soon as we can, just we're so confused, and then we hear boom, 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 and then we're just comforted immediately. Yeah, the comfort. I like that you said that because. Sometimes I already mentioned that I like to do the brands comb in front of my face when I need to calm myself, but I also just harness that guitar twang and that harmonica. All right, commercial break. We open up right at Six Killer uh, Enterprises. Bobby always looking a way to make some money. Always. He's he's an entrepreneur. He's a small businessman. Yep. And, hey, man, turquoise doesn't grow on trees. You need to earn the bank. To get that sweet Native American uh, jewelry that he wears. His fashion is always changing. If you watch Renegade for five minutes, you will notice Bobby Six Killer. It's one loud he, suit for, to another. Oh, my God. And that's that was, amazing. That was planned. That's like three suits a sh- an episode. Right. At 100 no, episodes. They always look like Joker suits. They do. Yeah. And he's working on his memoir because he first he was going to write a screenplay about his life. And but, then he's like... He Hollywood, heard, Hollywood rejected that. Yeah, he heard that people love to turn books into movies. People don't like to read. This is the whole problem with the movies today. No one makes an original screenplay. It's always, let's just base it on some book that exists. Right. So he's always thinking, entrepreneur. He's like, I'm writing my memoirs. Got to write my memoir. Got to get that turned into a book. Got to get that turned into a movie. So Reno's like, look, I bumped into this girl last night. She said there's a vampire. How much? How much? What, 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 nothing. What are you talking about? Uh, you're out on those streets to make Reno or uh, Six Killer Enterprises some money. How much is this vampire case going to cost us here? I, I need money. And he's like, nothing. Then we're not doing it. Just fuck off. Who cares? But she said vampire. Vampire? Did you say vampire? And he's like, his his eyebrow goes up like the rock a little, and he's just like. I know all about grand- vampires. We call, and my people call them shapeshifters. Yeah. Because he's a Native American. Yeah, me and Grandma used to go around slaying uh, vampires all like the time. Grandma Buffy, we used to slay oh, vampires. Oh, man, we went to this one city uh, where we met this strange man who called himself Snow. He had a whole, like, uh, uh, um, 
what do they call it? I don't remember what they call it. He was a shapeshifter himself, I think. But yeah, he was an albino. Great albino. Thanks. That's the word I was looking for. But yeah, he he was out there like vampire hunting too. It was great. We had a good time. You tell me, you're afraid of vampires? He's like, and then he's like, that gives me an idea. If I threw a supernatural element into my memoirs, it'll sell more. Uh, I I'm I'm busy. I'm I'm in, the muse has inspired me. Do whatever you got to do. I don't just, care. Just, just fuck right off. I got to write. So Reno scoffs at Bobby and he takes off. Hits and the streets. I love this. He's he's a man of the streets, so he just always feels the pulse. He knows where he's going to get his next. We lead get a from. man of the streets montage. Yep. Where he's talking to some street kids, then some babes on the beach. Oh, I don't know what they would oh, know. Did, did you notice how every time they're introducing a scene where he's on a beach or somewhere where some a lady would be wearing a bikini, they would always start right with the camera on their butt and then slowly go up. Well, yeah. How else do you shoot a? Just good. Lady? That's just good for uh, cinematography. And then to show that he cares, he's talking with a hobo. Yep. And he's getting nowhere. And so he's like, "What? Where do I go? I is." In a time of need, wh- who would I talk to? And somebody happened to be walking by and like, where do people go that nobody cares about? Yeah. Soup kitchen. Soup kitchen. So he goes to the soup kitchen, meets Father Carl. He looks pretty cool. He's got the fucking dad jeans. Dad with his, jeans, yeah. With his priest, the black shirt tucked in. Yeah. And he's doling out the gruel to all the fucking <laughs> oh, homeless geez. people. Oh, so he goes right up to Father Carl. He plants his feet dead square in the eye and says, Hey, look for a little girl. She looked homeless. You know homeless people. Yeah, you know, they got dirt on their face and right. ripped pants and torn elbows. soot on the tip of their yeah, nose. Soot, and they're always asking for more porridge. Right. And he's pouring out porridge right as he's saying that. So he's like, I know exactly what you're talking about. So that kind of breaks the ice. Because he's a little suspicious in Reno. Oh, yeah. He he's is like, hard. You know, you know porridge? All right. Let me tell you hard something. Hard suspicious. Karen. She works down in Winston's. You know it. Yeah. He's like, I know that place. So he goes to Winston's. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's there. Again. Of course he, he does not Jeremy's give up. There. Yeah. And he's like, God damn it, Karen, you are going to sell crack out of this bar or I will kill you. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. No. Oh, my God. And then just as he's about to fucking beat the fuck out of Karen, I'm Reno. I'm pretty sure rolled. he had pulled a gun at this point. Reno rolls in and just takes him out like nobody's business. He's just a this, jock karate kicking people. This is why I was saying he's very, he's like a Steven Seagal light because he does not take a hit. He does take punches. My favorite is from our award-winning studs episode where he confronts a guy, just pushes him out of frame, and the <laughs> yeah. guy just disappears. It, it, I'm sorry. It's an AEW tag team partner. He's waiting for his next spot. He fucked right off under the ring somewhere into the but ether. We never saw him again. Oh, I love it. And so Jeremy gripped. What did he have in his hand? Like a taser? What was that? I thought it was a gun. I don't think, think it was, it was a, a gun because it was like a weird Oh, like, my God. I thought it was a taser. I don't know what it was. But he's got it at Shannon's neck. Yeah. And, and you know what's going to hurt because it's a foreign object. <laughs> and <laughs> so Reno, Reno pulls his gun out. And you got this showdown going on. Shannon's freaking out. She's like, don't shoot. You're going to hit me. I don't trust you. Then the lights suddenly go off. What the fuck? What? I didn't understand this scene at all. Like, who turned the lights out? Karen, apparently. Karen? I mean, she doesn't sell it, though. She's no. just like, what happened? I know. That's why, again, suspicion number two for me. Not scared about the, the Gordon Fisherman stalker. Not afraid in this scenario either. 
That so Reno, he's, right. he's a logical person. So he's like, hey, we're one of those goons. Was that the vampire? And like, no, that yeah. uh, it was a vampire. By the way, during the lights out, the goons, like Ninja Turtles, just disappeared. <laughs> right. They were gone. They're like roaches. Yes. <laughs> Except you turn the light off and say, come on. And so she's like, no, that was a real vampire. Like two women have gone, three women have gone missing in the last two months. Yep. And so we're just going to lock up. Yep, they so just lock up the bar. So he's like, I'm going to escort you ladies to your residence. You know? Oh, no, you can just leave. We do not want to associate with you. And just they're all. walking out, a black and white pulls up, and we meet our man Drake, who immediately stops and frisks Vince. Oh, immediately. Throws him right against the wall, and he's like, What do you got here? He's grabbing his crotch. What is this? <sighs> what is this? Reno, you could see that Reno was trying to channel his inner Joey Ryan and dick flip him, but it just wasn't working. He's just like playing it cool, yeah. and then he's just like starts fucking assaulting them with fuck verbally assaulting them with Bible verses. Yeah, and but Reno, he knows this game. This is a this is dueling Bible verses. It is, and he's like, let thee who cast the first stone from the house of glass not throw one onto another house that is also made of glass. And that just shuts Drake down. He's like, you've read the good book. Well, I spent a lot of time in hotel rooms. That that was great, man. He just fucking dunked him. That was Shaquille O'Neal in his prime. Just Shaq fucking hit, him. Just hitting the glass. Because uh, I, I, Drake has a big problem with Shannon and Karen because Shannon, apparent, well, Karen was a prostitute who smoked a lot of crack. Right. And Shannon has been seen around with Jeremy, who he knows is a crack dealer. So he thinks they're bad apples. Right. All right. So we got dunked on. Let's go back to oh, six, uh, six gun killing enterprises. Six killer enterprises. And now that all this vampire talk, it's really piqued Bobby's interest. And he's worried about Reno. He believes this shit. His grandma would not lie to him. I don't know how a shapeshifter is a vampire, but we're <laughs> yes. going with it. I would assume a werewolf would be a shapeshifter. But it's like, hey, I got some shit for you. I got, I got some wooden steaks. I got some <laughs> garlic. I got some holy water. Got it all. Got a whole bag made for you. A little, a little uh, runaway bag. But I, I'm not interested in this case. You take care of it. <laughs> you may make me some money. But he's like, he's, but he, yeah, he's like, Bobby, come on, help me out with this. How much is this case again? Nothing. Not interested. And I also don't fuck with the supernatural. Yeah. So if I'm not making money and supernatural. I'm not around. I, I don't see why. What is this? Is this some kind of connection to you and your like your past or something? And he's like, yeah, you've known me for years, but I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind with this new revelation. <laughs> My niece, I lost her to the streets. She was just like Shannon. Yeah, and I don't want to see that happen again. And you know what? It, what's even weird is the guy I think took her. Just like this guy Jeremy. It's really weird how the parallels are just lining perfectly up here. So he hits those fucking mean streets again. Nice little French toast chateau. Shannon's hanging outside, bumming for nickels or something. She's picking up cigarette butts. Yep. And he's like, hey, I want to talk to you. She's like, I got nothing to say to you. Hey, you know what? I was homeless, too, at one time. And he's like, really? Really? What? You? She's seeing that hair and that motorcycle dude. and the jeans just painted on. He's and got the, the fucking sweet Nang chin. It's all sweet. pulled back and tight. Beautiful. And she's and like, you've been riding that he's motorcycle? He's playing with it a little while he's talking oh, to Oh, yeah, her. just Because that's his it. move. That's how he, he, he like disarms these women. Yeah, it's like the old uh, like disc that the people used to swing or the watch, the pocket yeah, it's watch. Called hypnotized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Discs that people swing. <laughs> and... 
So she's like, oh, she starts playing with her hair. It's like, you know, simpatico. And she's like, really? I didn't know. Well, it's like, hey, how about I take you out to eat? Yeah. And then we'll, we'll chat a little. We'll chat a little bit. And then, you know, uh, you got to tell me more about Jeremy. Well, I don't really know that much about Jeremy. But Karen does. And after we eat, we can go visit. So apparently they go to the same hamburger place I went to in Grand Rapids because it's it's like middle of the afternoon. It's like two in the afternoon and it's pitch black by the time they're done eating. Yeah. I like it. And they go to Karen's place. And, uh, you know, they're knocking, but she's not answering. So... Shannon's got a key. She just lets them in. Right. You know, I know you were offended by this. Reno makes a beeline for the CDs. He's like, CDs? Yeah, he's just rifling, yep. dude. Yanni. Finger, fingerprints everywhere. Stuff and here's a this. Weezer CD. <laughs> Good shriek. It says in the notes right here, Murray shriek like you mean it. I know. That was hard. Ooh, it's, ooh thank God yeah. I took that lozenge earlier. Murray, why are we shrieking? Karen is dead, Griff, and she's got bite marks on her neck. That's trademark shapeshifter vampire shit what the fuck so it's real great i think because reno was like there's no such thing as vampires now yeah. he's starting to believe this is where we get another dramatic commercial break and then the dun 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 dun, dun it's a little slowed down because it's like oh my god this is a little scary now so we cut to a scene that i was i alluded to earlier but actually happens next <laughs> where bobby gives him the vampire kit and reno's like what do you bobby this can you? I know you've been banging Pamela, the coroner. Can you please just find out some info about the body? I, it can't be a vampire. Talk to the the coroner. I like this from the Studs episode. We learned Branscombe's taste. Older, with kids, <laughs> kind of eh looking, you know? <laughs> I can't argue that. You're right. Because <laughs> this, this young woman who is in the medical field, she's young. And she's into him, and she's very attractive. And, and he's just he's like, like oh, have I, have I got to? You're a fucking nerd. It's like, <laughs> do you even know how to write a good memoir? <laughs> no. He's like, I, uh, he's like, come on, you owe me, Bob. He's like, all right, but you got to take me to Hooters. <laughs> so Coming back to Hooters. Oh. So they, she's like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll grill the coroner. We'll find out what's going on. So yep. Reno, he goes back to Karen's. See, See how Shannon's he, doing. He, he bailed on Karen's earlier. Because he can't. She's be- like, Reno, what are we going to do? Reno? Reno, where are you? <laughs> the CDs are all scattered on the floor. Took her best Yanni. <laughs> but because, uh, like the A team, he cannot be seen by the cops. So that's why he fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets the Karens. Shannon's packing up the rest of like her shit or whatever mementos. All the CDs into her knapsack. <laughs> yes, the rest of the CDs. We see there's a picture of these elderly couple with her. She looks at it longingly and stuffs it into. Which, her by the way, Reno was rifling through that earlier in the scene yes. too. He did look at that, and she's just ready to leave because she. This is Karen's place. Yeah. While they're about to walk out, Drake busts in. He's like. John 316! <laughs> and they're like, whoa, whoa, slow your roll, Drake. And he's like... He fucking... He he punches Reno in the face. No, he, no, he punches him in the stomach. The stomach. And, but he, and Reno no-sells it at all. He goes... Mm. <laughs> and then, the, you know, and he's like, God damn it. And he's like, God judges and he is angry about the wicked every day. Walk! And tells these people to beat it because, as he pointed out, Shannon's naming on the lease. Yeah. 
So get the fuck. Is this a crime scene? It is a crime scene. They should not be you there. You see all the all the dusting on those CDs. The yeah. fingerprints plot all over. Yep. Reno's sweating a little. It's like they shouldn't have fucking touched <laughs> yes. them. He's like, my fingerprints are everywhere in here. <laughs> He's worried about being seen, yet his traces are everywhere. All right. So let's go to our nice corner dinner date. Oh, this is so good. I love how... So... Drake doesn't know who he is, but every other cop would know who he is. I know. <laughs> like, cool. he, they're always. Talk like, about a guy who's full of himself. Like, every cop knows who I am. Yeah. Talk, they're, like, always in backwoods, nowhere places, and every cop somehow knows him. So we cut to the coroner's office. Of course, you know, TV, you always get that takeout Chinese where you immediately you eat from the cartons with your chopsticks. Chopsticks, yeah. But one person fumbles with them. Right. It's always it's such a good gag. It's it's and so arrival. and of course she's a coroner. She's gonna be seeing all this gross shit. Like I saw this bloated body and the maggot shot out everywhere. And Bob's like, Ugh. and he's like, why am I talking? I could be I could be banging some milf somewhere, and I'm <laughs> talking to this young chick. What's going on? I. Not so much a MILF, maybe like a MICF, a mom I'd consider fucking. <laughs> mom I don't want to fuck, a MILF. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, I got to know. And uh, he's like, yeah, that's, that's interesting and all, but what about that body that just came in? Karen, I think, was her name? I was like, you're not going to believe this shit. Before I get into that, let me tell you about this MacGyver killer. Please tell me about this because. He asks, what's the weirdest <laughs> death you've seen? He doesn't reveal the vampire thing yet. He's not ready for that. So he's like, right. what is the weirdest thing yeah, you've seen? Yeah, you know seen? why? Because it, he doesn't want to seem like he's weird. Yes. That's he, a good play, Bobby. It, Bobby, this dude, he plays poker with six cards. Right. He's that good. That's why they call him Six Killer. Yeah. Six Carter. And she's like, well, there was this MacGyver killer. He killed people with paper clip. He's like, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, what's, what? that, what's that over there? It says Karen on it. And she's like, oh, this is the latest victim. This guy, he's killed four women in the last two months. Always leaves a puncture wound on their neck. But get this, that's not how they die. Their femoral artery and their leg is cut, and they're drained completely of blood. Yeah, and of course, there's no blood at the crime scene. No blood. Not Supposed a drop, crime scene. Not announced. It's very good. Very good. I figured femoral artery would be spraying everywhere. But yeah. I just want to point out. He the- must have some kind of. Training. Mm, training. Just lodge that one in the old brain. Need to point out about the paperclip killer? Beheaded people with the paperclip. <laughs> Could happen. That was the that was the whole thing. All right, so let's go back to Reno. He's dropping Shannon off. She actually lives with Carl Father Carl at the at the soup kitchen church. Yeah, that's where, where else is she gonna go? He's exactly. Dropping, he's dropping her off. Because yeah. he wants her to stay there because she'll be safe. But yes. they always lock it up at nightfall. Because yes. they think about they're worried about vampires. So this is so was this this is two, two. no yeah. uh, no this is, is two, two for him right. this is two for him so Jeremy this, Jeremy's always lurking in a corner he yes. knows where Reno's going to be at all times yes. and I don't know why because he gets his ass kicked every single time well Lorenzo needs some fodder so now Reno Jeremy's got like fucking five guys with him yep all got lead pipes and they're like hey what you gonna do now Reno and Reno's like hold my vest he hands his leather vest to Shannon and then this roundhouse kicks the fuck out of all of them. It was amazing. They don't get one punch in on Reno. Oh, my God. I think and they learned their lesson by now. Uh, Shannon learned her lesson that she needs to get a little Reno into her life. And so he's trying to, like, push her into the building, and he's, like, worried about like, the safety. Well, he's like, can I see your ID first? Yeah. And he's like, I got enough shit with the law. I, I mean, I'd like to bang you, but you're, you're 16, 17 years old. Yeah. It's it. You're 17. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I can't do it. He's nope. like, oh, 
Oh, okay. I know how that goes. You're gay, right? No! I just don't, I don't want to statutory rape. Come on. Yeah. She assumes that he's calling her a slut. He thinks that he's renegade like, well, is only into the pure girls. Right. And he's just like, no, you, yeah, but you're a young slut. I don't care if you're a slut. It's just you're too young. And so all Young this, girl, <laughs> get out of my life. All this slut chatter, of course, Carl's probably got a cup to the door listening in on totally it. Totally does. So he opens the door and he starts hearing slut being thrown around. And he's just like, what are we doing here? Uh, Shannon, why don't you go upstairs? I left some clean sheets up there for you. Five dollars. You owe five dollars. <laughs> oh, and so Reno starts grilling him about the security because obviously Jeremy knows where she is, and she right. Jeremy's trying to get and Shannon. He still Reno still thinks Jeremy's behind all these killings. Yes. So he's like, "What do you guys do? You got like a good lock system? You got lasers? Maybe got like laser guarded? Maybe got a dog? Couple dogs? I didn't see any dogs when I was here earlier. I broke in a couple times. I put my balls in your mouth while you were sleeping." Uh, it's not very secure, is what I'm trying to tell you, Carl. Did you say he put a couple balls in his mouth? Yeah. Okay. Reno snuck in, put his balls in Carl's mouth. Carl. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> He's okay. got to show off his masculinity. Okay. Dominance? Yes, dominance. Is that how you do it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you teabag a guy in his security. <laughs> and then the guy's place. totally broken. He can't do anything after yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's true. And so Carl's just like, no, it's pretty good. And, you know, if someone comes to knock and we just uh, we call the cops. And uh, sometimes, oh, sometimes there's this one cop who shows up. He's a total misogynist. He hates women. And he loves God. He just loves hitting us with these Bible verses. He's like, I hate that. He's Father like, Carl. He, he's like playing with his collar. Like, why is this guy flexing on me? You know? <sighs> so Reno, he's like. I think I'm going to need to stake this, but I don't trust that guy. So I'm going to stake out this, this mission. So he calls up Bob. He's like, Bob, you got any info on me? And Bobby's like, you're not going to believe the shit I heard. You hear about the paperclip killer? And he goes into it. He's like, no, 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 Bobby. The vampire shit. He's like, oh, well, guess who dropped out of medical school? Bobby driving that gas-guzzling fucking noxious <laughs> Hummer. Hummer. And Jesse's like, hold on a second. Because Jesse's about to reveal, guess who got, out, got dropped out of medical school? The vamp shows up. Yeah. He swoops in, attacks Reno. Reno breaks free. While he's struggling, our boy fucking Bobby rolls up, runs over a bunch of garbage cans for some reason. <laughs> it's because it's fun. And then doesn't get involved. I love that. I, this is he's, the second show we've never seen Bobby get involved. Yes. He just stands back. Yep. He's what's going to happen. Yep. Reno is having trouble with this guy. He pulls out the fucking gun. He stands yeah. his ground and puts six bullets into him. Yeah, he pulls his That's own half Bobby of what six a cop shooter, would yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> He would have, and he shot him in the chest too, not even the back. Yeah, and but then he just he no sells it, the vampire, but he does take off. So you know, Bobby and Reno don't even like really sit there for a minute. He get he hops in the car and he, they're just like, let's get the fuck out of here. Well, they look, they like, there's no blood. We just shot oh, this yeah, guy. There's no blood, and then we just, he goes, it's not even human. Commercial. So next we, to Bobby and Reno, they're fucking. They go to Carl's. Char- Carl's. Carl's. They go to Carl's church. church they're gonna confront him because they. Because well, guess what? Guess who did drop out of med school? Carl. Carl. And they just throw that right in his face. Yeah. He's trying to serve up the porridge, the gruel. Right. And they just whip out the old glove of facts, and they're just like, "Bam! Is that your fucking failed, dropped out medical degree, motherfucker?" Yeah. 
Sounds like the kind of thing a vampire would do. <laughs> they're, just, they're just looking for any in. They're, they're looking for tails. They're reading the eyes like a motherfucker. They, they're trying to. They're trying to hard. And Carl's getting a little shifty, sweating a little bit. But then Shannon, sweet little Shannon they're comes out. They're playing good mullet, bad mullet. Oh, just, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then Shannon, yeah, she's noticing. Remember, she got hard turned down from Reno last night. So she, she's still stinging she, from that. Yeah, she's stinging from that. She was ready to. She wanted to twirl that fucking ink jump. <laughs> right. Like, oh, my she's God. She's like, uh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl was talking with me all night. Not like that. Not <laughs> like that. We were talking. We were just talking. And then Reno's like, "Okay, I guess it's, I guess that's it. He's clear. So it's either got to be Drake or Jeremy. So we're gonna break. We're gonna break up. I'm gonna follow. Uh, who's he gonna follow? I forget who's who. Oh, he's gonna follow Drake, and then he wants Bobby to follow Jeremy. Uh, Bobby goes after Drake. Because they actually have a conversation. Oh, good. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> he know. Thanks for clearing that up. Reno goes after Jeremy. Okay. So, so, yeah, this is where we get Drake. This is our first opening shot, which is Drake. He's an old, angry white cop. Sees some innocent kids just skateboarding. They even have all their pads on. They're paying respects to everyone walking by. They're like, oh, sorry, ma'am. Didn't mean to get in your way. And this cop comes over He's with like, this. I ever see you kids around here again. I'm going to run you in. And Bobby's like, man, what? The, why are you so hard on these kids? He's like, look. I make their life so miserable on the streets, they have no choice but to go back to their abusive, sexually abusive homes. All right? And Bobby is just thinking about it. He's like, this might make a good character for my book. <laughs> always thinking about making that money. It's always. And, but he's like, oh, never mind that. What's going on? Like, are you, I don't know. I forget. How, what are you so doing here's here? the thing. Okay. There's been two murders, up to four murders now, with, the vamp- with these strange uh, bites in them. You're somehow always the first cop to arrive at the scene. He never explains why he is. He never gives a good uh, reason No, he why. doesn't. He doesn't give any answer. He's here. always there within an hour. Yeah. And uh, he's just like, what are you trying to say right now? He's just like, I just think it's kind of interesting <laughs> that you're trying to save the children. People are talking. People, people seen you. All the people are talking right now. Yeah. And I'm trying to save the children. You're trying to save, save the children. So... Why don't you give us a little information? And you know what? When we get it, we'll give it to you. And Drake is just like, I don't know what any of this is getting at. But yes, 48 <laughs> hours. Let's work yeah, together. Yeah, we'll do that. But you got 48 hours. 48 hours. He's still strict. He's yes. still strict. Okay. So Reno, like said, I, thank you for, for fixing this for me. Reno follows Jeremy. And Jeremy has found Shannon. And he's, for, he's, he's, he's scoping out, I think it's Winston's. And they see he it sees, wasn't Winston's yet. She was somewhere else. Okay. She was in front of some other bar. The, the so French Toast Chateau. I think it the was French Toast Chateau. So here's what's interesting. Reno was at the church. Shannon was there. Shannon was on foot and made it to the French Toast Chateau before Reno did on his motorcycle. There's no algebra to be made. Well, here. Al- Reno could have been searching the entire city for Jeremy. We don't know how long he's been out there. That's a good point. That's a good point. But, yeah, we notice he grabs Shannon and forces her into his car, and he's like, oh, i got to follow her. So he, yeah, he follows her to Winston, yep. and she's like the worst drug dealer. Dude. Anybody want crack? <laughs> Shaking that file. Crack! Crack for sale! Not the kind you smoke, not the kind you poke. And if you're not into calories, crack light. You got your crack light. And Reno's like, he's just. Because the face palms, like, oh my god, she's so bad. I get to stop her. She's embarrassing me. Uh, so he just grabs her. What are you doing? Takes her outside, and she's just like, "Look, 
Jeremy's making me smoke, smoke, sell, sell crack. crack. Maybe my ass. I don't know what's going on. And just, he's, he's just he, Jeremy hears his name, so he yeah. pops up from a fucking garbage can. All of his goons, one was hiding behind a lamppost, but it's like a cartoon, so he's completely <laughs> hidden, and he somehow emerged from and it. One's like holding like a uh, like a pole from a chain link fence. <laughs> yes. It was. It, it's like get a bat or something. Oh, and then God. Reno, we this is the third time, Dude. people. Three strikes yeah. and you're out. Yeah, because Reno just nonchalantly takes him out again. Well, he gets hit again with a barboyer <laughs> bat in the ribs, and he just he does the old Undertaker where he just sits back up. You know, he just turns around. He Hulkamaniacs. He just starts fucking <laughs> shaking furious. <laughs> Takes him out and goes, rest oh. in peace. <laughs> oh, my God. So we go back to Bobby, and he gets a call from uh, from Pam. <laughs> She's like, you're not going to believe this. I got some fucking super CSI-level bullshit. Oh, we can yeah. actually get fingerprints <laughs> off people's neck. So I don't want to explain it. I can't explain it. We do that now. <laughs> get well, over here. You're going to blow your mind what is, I found. This is just so funny to hear in today's age where it's just like, did you get a fingerprint? Like, that's the common thing. And this, it's like the big reveal of the episode. All right. So, um, you, like, like, the three are together. Bull, you can't get fucking fingerprints off someone's neck. It's just, it's, that's why it's so stupid. Yeah. So, uh, Bobby actually has to go over and pick up Reno, and they pick up Shannon as well. And they drop Shannon back off at the church. Right. So she no she hears them talk about how they're going to go visit Pam, who's got a big revelation. Right. So there, everybody gets off at ten o'clock apparently <laughs> because Reno's like, "Do you want to hang on that cemetery over there and party?" Yep. And Bobby's like, "I'd love to dance naked, but you know, <laughs> and then, but I want to rip on you about vampires because you don't believe, and I'm telling you, vampires are for real." Yeah. And but and Reno's like, get out of here! This, no, there's nothing thing as vampires. Well, you saw that guy you shot, and he, you shot him. You said he, it he no blood. And they're just like ribbing each other. And then like he's like, fuck, it's ten oh five. Let's see what the fuck's up with Pamela. So they just let themselves in because door is open. Beautiful shot. Yeah, where it's like it must have had to be in a set because there's no ceiling to this building because we we see oh, like, yeah, over the yeah. shoulder and it goes well, into they, the office. Yeah, they go they go in, in and knock on the door and she's not answering. And then right. yeah, the camera starts going <laughs> the up. The camera goes over the door. <laughs> over the, the door, room. yeah. And we oh. see Pamela, she's in some weird fucking sex shit cuz she sprawled out yeah. on the, the desk. Yeah, that was weird. And guess what, Griff, no blood. No. Blood. The vampire struck. The shapeshifter is struck. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. So Bobby gets stuck sticking around because him and Drake are kind of like pals well, now. We, well, Reno's, whenever there's a murder, Reno has some fucking bail. Whenever there's yeah, murder or cops, yeah, <laughs> Reno bails. Bobby, he's this, no, nothing sticks to Bobby. So he's just like, all right, I'll talk to Drake, this Drake character. We, got a, we have a relationship. Now. Yeah. So Drake does show up. Hour as usual, he's always there, first person there within an hour. So he's still looking a little <laughs> suspicious. But uh, you know, we had two suspects. I mean, technically three, but two <laughs> from the earlier scene, Drake and Jeremy. And so they're like, "Well, it's got to be Jeremy if Drake shows up." You know, right. Drake shows up and he's just like, "Yeah, I locked up uh, Jeremy earlier yeah, today." Thank you, buddy, for uh, giving uh, me that yep. drug dealer. Yep. Apparently, Reno handcuffed him to the streetlight. Right. A la, like, Spider-Man. He webbed him up to yes. a street lamp. 
So Renato's going back to that church. He's got to talk to Shannon. He sneaks in. Hey, great security. He just fucking walks in a do- window. He opens a window and climbs in. I told in. you he already knew the security's weak <laughs> because he snuck in and he fucking. He, did, he was feeling out cars. I was like, how about them windows? Those windows in? And he's like, actually, no. I never locked the window. Yeah. He, did you ever. File wake, that away. Did you ever wake up and feel a weird additional <laughs> ting on your breath? A you know? saltiness. <laughs> and so he sneaks in. Covers up Shannon's mouth, wakes her up. Yeah. It's like, shh, gotta get I, you out of here. Yeah, and I, I just I need to know something. You were the only other person that heard us talk about the big revelation that Pam had. Did you tell anybody about that? Well, yeah, I told Carl about that. Interesting. You told Carl about that. Pam's and she's dead. like, oh, my God, he must be the killer. And he's like, he can't be because you said you were up with him that night I was attacked. I lied. I wanted to make you jealous. I just love that fucking Nang Chen. And he's like, I get it, but you're probably responsible for a person's death. You should really be ashamed of yourself. So, I, I, you see, I guess. Bobby just greens through some garbage cans. Man. You're going to have a Hummer. You might as well do that shit. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm out here. <laughs> oh, window? Yeah, okay. He crawls through the window. And they're like, hey, man, I haven't rifled through some of my CDs in a couple of days. Let's go check out Carl's room. <laughs> so they go in there, and then he's like, Bobby's like, you ain't going to believe this. Here's some more info on Carl. He got thrown out of medical school because he had a nervous breakdown. This guy's a fucking psychopath. And he's like, oh, gee, you could have told me that a couple of days ago, but thanks for laying that on me now, Bobby. I don't know. I was, I was holding it out for my, my memoirs. I didn't yeah. want to. You know, I need that page turner here. Right. I don't want to have to credit you as some kind of consultant or anything. So they go into Carl's room. Turns you into know, an Indiana Jones movie. You know Reno. He's yep. straight for the CDs. Yeah. He's looking through a Bobby. He's like, hey, wait. He feels like breeze in his Sioux Falls <laughs> mullet. He's like, there's air coming from that, that wall there. Oh Turns goodness. a candelabra. <laughs> fucking secret door opens up. Turns a crucifix. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, yeah, it turns it upside down. Yes. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. And hey, there's a secret room. There's like a staircase. They go down. You got everything a psycho vampire freak would have. Yeah. Coffin with the red for dirt I in like there. I like that he goes to this length. <laughs> well, he's crazy. Uh, that's true. Mental breakdown. And we're like, so at first we're thinking this guy really is a vampire. He's got a coffin with dirt in well, it. Well, that was the thing. Reno, who's an idiot on the subject, opens it. He's like, it's just dirt in here. And Bobby, he's just like, dude, that's the soil of his homeland. That's how he stays. Well, first he dipped his finger in, patted his tongue, said, this is some good shit. Also, this is Transylvanian dirt. I know oh. it. <laughs> that's a vampire. And he's like, well, what about this This here? He pulls out a bulletproof vest with fucking six bolts still attached to it. And, of course, Bobby's like, hey, good grouping. Because they're, like, right on top of each right. other. And he's like, I know. I can tell by the caliber. Those are mine. Those are mine. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, and there's this fridge, man. Maybe some Gatorade in here. <laughs> and no, it's just jugs of blood. Jugs. And they're all labeled with One is urine in it. I don't know what that was going on. But then the rest is just blood. And we see all these pictures of all these women that, you know, apparently were the victims of these crimes. We notice Karen. Yeah. And they got X's across their face. And he's got, so you know he's got, like, these are the these are the ones I'm planning on killing, and the ones yeah. that are actually the ones I've killed. I don't know how they're gonna, you know, pin this murder on Carl, but there might be enough evidence in here. Maybe you might be able to pull some prints off of something. That jug <laughs> Maybe of you can pull jug. a print off of them or something. Yeah. And just as they're about to do that, 
a fucking a shelf <laughs> just falls on them. Uh, it's like you know some like fucking ten pound IKEA shelf. Yeah, and they but it knocks him the, for a loop. It's Carl. He was hiding behind this fucking shelf. So he gets he gets a uh, you know the edge and he starts running away, um, and he hides over in his chapel and he's got a nice hiding place behind there. Maybe maybe it's just like out of uh, I don't remember which black exploitation movie Truck Turner. It was like Truck Turner where it was like had a hidden thing under his chapel. Cotton comes to Harlem. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was. Oh man, I missed that movie. Let's watch that movie again. Anyways, so uh, Bobby comes down first, and yeah, Carl gets to jump on Bobby. And he gets him, and he's like, "I'm gonna cut this thing. I'm gonna cut the Sioux Falls. They're not gonna run any anymore. They get they're gonna be damned and up." You know, Reno cannot stand for that. Yeah, so he just unloads like a fucking Minneapolis cop into this motherfucker. Yeah, and guess what? He didn't have his his fucking uh, bulletproof vest on this time. You know? He dies. He he goes down, and we know. Or does he? We no, we know he's dead because Reno goes over and checks his pulse with his kneecap. Okay, well, he didn't do a good job because we get that nice little jump scare where he pops up and then dies. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Spooky shit. I mean, this is why we're doing this. this so a was he a vampire? Maybe Guys, he shot him in the heart. Maybe he really was a vampire. We're doing this episode because there was a vampire. we got to tie this back to Halloween. It's vampire, the jump scare, spooky shit happened in this episode. Very spooky. It's just Bobby's, Bobby's Sioux Falls are just so comforting. It's hard to be super scared. You know nothing. So the next day we got this is the wrap up segment. Next day we learn Bobby's just like walking with him. Shannon, Reno, Bobby. Bobby's like, look, guys, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I got to get back to my screenplay, my memoir. Mm -hmm. See Mm -hmm. you later. Nice knowing you later. I'll never forget you, Shannon. Fuck off. Maybe you'll be a character. You did what? You sold your body in Crack Rocks? Okay, that's the character I'm going to go with. I'll use your full name. And then, much like Peter Parker, a nice elderly couple who are her aunt and uncle yes. show up. And they're like, we're here for you. And then she's like, Rena, I'll never forget you or that magnificent Nang Chan ponytail. And he's like, ditto, I guess. Yeah. Face palms her away. Give me your address. I'll send you a nude he's, when you're 18. He's, yeah, he's like, call me when you're 18. And then pass her on the head and then sends her off to the aunt and uncle. Yeah. And then you see him to smirk. Freeze frame. Isn't it always a motorcycle into the sunset yes, it to close is. it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Beautiful. Great. Great. Renegade is just a treat. Uh, not the spookiest thing you can watch on Halloween, but no. you know what? Still watch it. It's Renegade. No. It's on we, got, YouTube. we got some other spooky, spooky things headed. We got so Later. much. Or things. maybe we don't because we're so exhausted from just doing these two episodes. Jesus, this was a tough night. It's a real tough night. No, note to self. Don't do anything in the ever. beginning of the day. Don't ever do anything. That's right. We we have to commit our bodies for this podcast every only one, only thing you should be doing is listening to our podcast. So sure. do that, and we'll see you next time.